Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bamos Morados Podcast, brought to you by the state of Louisville. My name is Benton. I'm on Twitter at PurpleSDF. And my name is Zach. I am also on the bird website at Zach W. Allen. That damn bird website. <laughs> you know, I, I got depressed. Like the other... soccer news. <laughs> Where I spend far too much time. <laughs> but I was I was looking at the schedules the other day, and we only have a few matches left for both racing Louisville and Louisville City. And that just made me very depressed. I think only let's see, we got two racing home games left and one city home game left. Am I looking at that right? Fortunately, I wish you were looking at it wrong, but sounds right yeah. to me. End of the season jumped up on us all of a sudden. I know. I know. I know we'll have European soccer to watch when C seasons conclude, but it's just not the same. I gotta wake up early for that. That's just not as fun. It's hard, yeah. I agree. I agree. But we got news and games to get to. Since we last talked, there have been two racing Louisville matches and one, uh, I guess, a pretty boring Louisville City match. Don't fully yeah, remember it. You know, we'll get to it, though. It's, it's always boring games against Sporting Kansas City, too. Never, never ne- anything exciting. Never a fun game against them. And uh, some, some, some exciting news on the Louisville City front as well. So we got quite a bit to get to. But we'll, uh, We'll start things off with the uh, with the ladies, and uh, fortunately, it hasn't been a uh, exactly a great stretch. Not things are are not going well on the field. Uh, I think there's a reckoning happening off the field. I, I think I think there's actually maybe more positives in that than the oh, off yeah. the field right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was looking through the – I think, to put it lightly, they've been on a bit of a slide results-wise. Uh, and the, as far as, like, the running five-game average goal differential chart I keep up with, this is the the worst goal differential they've had in any five-game chunk of the season. Ouch. Yeah. Just uh, it just stinks. It feels like we're we're sputtering to an end. I guess a positive. It's not their worst five game expected goal di- differential. So I think they've had uh, team. They've had some unlucky defensive def- performances. Maybe teams have scored a little more than they would have been expected to. But mm-hmm. I, I, the expected goal differential is not great either. But it's not the worst they've had. Yeah. So uh, you and I, we were talking before we record this, but rather than kind of going in depth in the two matches that we just had, we're going to kind of talk about them together, considering they were, were kind of similar. As they were they very were, similar. It was, the, yeah. it was the same match twice, really. <laughs> Which is uh, unfortunate. I think the, the biggest value we're probably getting for those is it's just more experience for the players and operating as I, a unit. And then I think even in the North Carolina one, we uh, there's a little bit of, roster experimentation with with Lunt yeah. getting the start and goal yeah. and emily some fox in the midfield minutes that that have not seen the field a whole lot this season so that's a that's a, a positive to take away and when you're when you're eliminated from the playoffs that's the kind of thing you want to see you want to see more players get minutes you want to see more of that experimentation kind of seeing what does and doesn't work it just it, you know it, it sucks because if we had a permanent head coach they could maybe make some of those moves kind of in alignment with what maybe they're thinking long-term, but that's, it's not the situation that we're in. Unfortunately, I know Mario's uh, I'm sure doing, doing a great job working with the team, but he's, he's a caretaker. Yeah. Also our best defender and 
arguably best attacking player are both out injured. Yeah, and I mean, Nadia was Nadia's absence has been pretty obvious, but uh, Gemma, each match, I'm just kind of expecting like, okay, maybe she'll be, she'll be back now. I didn't realize you had such a, a a lingering injury going on. And I think I, uh, Nadia's absence definitely has hurt. I think Gemma's is probably the bigger hole in the team because okay? oh, I, yeah. I think there are there are more players that can fill in Nadia's spot, but mm-hmm. Gemma's really our only stout central defender. So oh, with I, her gone, I completely it's a, agree. It's a real, it's real tough to replace her. But if she's if she's experiencing as much issue as she is, like like health wise. Well, I mean, especially do you, just, do you just keep her on the shelf for the rest of the season, like just preserve yeah, her long-term I was gonna say, health? especially being eliminated from the playoffs, like there is no reason to rush back for her and let some of the other get um, nice gals healthy. get some experience, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's again, that's I guess maybe the kind of experimentation that needs to take place, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, the, <laughs> the biggest problem on defense is that the player I would most like to see get some experience. And a situation like this is also out for the season. Uh, well, Jim is not necessarily out for the season, but at Merrick, Merrick, yeah. who is, is who, would, you know, but uh, yeah, that, she's, she's gone for the year. So it's just, yeah, not a lot of positives right now. Yeah. That's, that's been frustrating. Cause I think, you know, from everything we've heard that, you know, she was, she was definitely a big part of the plans. Yeah. I guess that North Carolina game, I think, the best takeaway from that was getting to see the the solidarity between all the players that the six minute mark. Oh, absolutely. Midfield. Yeah. That um, for all the games that weekend, uh, the players did the same thing as the six minute, I believe because of the six seasons. Yeah. The that, six, the six years yeah. that, that it all went on. Yeah. So, so, and it was cool because it was not only just the players who were playing on the pitch, but even those on the bench, those that weren't dressed, like everybody came yeah. out in solidarity and it happened across all the matches. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a great gesture to kind of go along yeah. with, uh, with some of the big changes that are, that are afoot much yeah. needed changes. And I think the, um, also this week, the, the players union, um, released their like list of demands, uh, cha- list of changes to, to deal with this that I think were very, I, they were very on the ball. Like uh, mm-hmm. a very good list that they had ready to go for this because uh, they were, like a reporting system and um, like um, anyone who is part of an investigation. Um, like uh will be suspended until the investigation is completed and then they mm-hmm. can be reinstated if the investigation doesn't find anything i'm trying to remember there are a couple other specifics there is a very good um a very good list of of changes to to help deal with this moving forward yeah i think that um that list came out it was like right before the north carolina match or, yeah. or, or near the start of it if i recall correctly and i uh Am I remembering correctly that 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 demonstration, like they didn't tell the teams about it super far ahead of time? That was uh, well coordinated to to pull that off. I think. Yeah. 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 Everybody's been on the same page, and the, yeah, the players, you know, I think's been doing a good job. And I think kind of on that, it was later. It was after the North Carolina match. The players' union put out a statement specifically about racing Louisville. Yep. In which they essentially, I mean, backed the the team for not talking more about the dismissal of Christy Holly. Essentially, yeah, that, um, essentially the, saying they is the players' that. wish to not have have it be discussed in mm-hmm. specifics any further. Um, so, and I think most people got that message. I saw some dummies on Twitter who didn't didn't quite click for. <laughs> But uh, but that I think that was that was that was a, a good move. And again, I think just open communications on on kind of all sides of the spectrum are, are important because you know how easy it is for people to to jump to conclusions and point fingers. And I mean, we I mean we obviously have some pro Louisville biases here, but I mean we all 
I think for the most part, we, we felt that the club was inclined to do the do right by the players. And I think some of this lack of transparency has to, to do with that. They're, they're protecting the players and yeah. uh, Bados and McCaskill after the North Carolina match said just as much in their, in their statements, which was actually, yeah, they, I think before the PA they reiter- put out they, the thing. Um, it was specifically asked in the post game. Cause I think one of the things the union did is all post game questions were limited to questions about, yeah, yeah, I f- totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, you're about right this, on. They didn't talk about the match at all. They were asked specifically, like, do the players feel protected in Louisville? And they they were pretty unequivocal that yes. So yeah. that was okay. good to hear. I'm I'm going to take a uh, take a second to plug the work of Miss Becky Morgan on the Beautiful Game Network because she's been doing an outstanding job, not only covering racing Louisville as she has been throughout the season, but um, with the particularly with the current events and whatnot. I think she's she's honestly captured it in in more depth and elegance than than a lot of the other uh, professional writers out there from the various other publications so if you've not read all that it can help paint a very clear picture of what's going on with a lot of great direct quotes that were for every reason omitted from other pieces yeah um so but um <sighs> there was also a a gameplay that night and uh as we know, it didn't go very well. Final score line three to one. Um, one thing that was pretty exciting was McCaskill's goal that night. That that was a great goal. Oh, it's a phenomenal goal. A little bit outside the box in the corner, just a long rocket to the to the corners, well placed. Yep. I mean, it's it's you know, it's one thing to like snag a goal in a in a defeat like that, but it's another when it's like when it's like a real nice goal. Makes yeah. it feel a little bit better instead of scoring some dumb goal. Like, okay, not quite we, as much. Yeah. It had a good it highlight nice. out of it, at least. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we did have that going for us. But um, other than that, not a lot of positives. That, I mean, North Carolina was in complete control of that game yeah. pretty much but, from start to finish. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was our best performance against North Carolina this season. Is that right? Am I recalling that one correctly? Um, I mean, none of them have been good. Let's see. Uh, but it's the best. Yeah, match. let's see. We lost 05. Uh, 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 no, we had a 2 0 no, um, no loss. Yeah. Back in um, June. Let me look at the stats, though. Let's see. Yeah, I had 2 0 loss. Let's see. We had fewer expected goals, but we also gave up fewer expected goals. So, yeah, that. But none of the games have been very pretty against North Carolina. North yeah, Carolina I mean, definitely they they're, they're a good team. They control that, and they they're a team that they like to have a lot of possession and control the game, and that like they they excel specifically at all the areas that racing struggles with. So it, that's a, just a very bad matchup for for them. On the in this most latest match, the three one loss, they had sixty nine percent possession. And they had almost 600 passes, 503 accurate passes to our 168 accurate passes. Like, whew, like just a lot of possession, a lot of ball movement. If I remember correctly, was the was the North Carolina game the game where our starting center back pair combined for fewer than 20 completed passes? I think it was like 19 between the yeah. two. Yeah, I remember you tweeting yeah, that during that, that one. That was, um, that, I don't know, it, uh, if anyone looks at the um, passing networks, it's like a fun chart that I like to check out after games. That is a really cool one, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's a very good visualization because it's you get to see the average position each player was in, and also like any any anytime you have more than five completed passes between two players, you get a line between them, and the line's bigger for how how many passes you yeah, have. Density increases. Um, yeah, uh, I think someone <laughs> mentioned that racings that game barely qualified as a network because there were just so few lines <laughs> looked like yeah, a few scratches so. on my screen compared to north carolina's which looked like tree roots yeah so just it, again it's nice to see some some players we haven't seen a lot of but yeah I, I guess well we still haven't talked about the washington game that washington game was pretty much the same story i mean washington controlled the ball the whole game it it was pretty much all washington it wasn't as lopsided i guess 
possession and control wise, at least as far as the statistics go, 57% possession for Washington. Uh, they had 367 accurate passes to our 242. So that they definitely play a different more level style. But as far as chances go, I think it was yeah. still just as lopsided. In, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Opportunities for versus opportunities against. Yeah. I was trying to. I was trying to make. I was trying to spin something positive. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying, but I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I think that just kind of comes down to as we know, North Carolina is an absolutely excellent team, and. And Washington's not quite at their level. That's probably about all the differences there if we're, if we're going to be real honest. Yeah. And some, some play style differences too. Yeah. And uh, that one we saw uh, Michelle Betos back in, uh, back in goal for there. And it looks like we had uh, Miss Emily Fox back in the midfield, which I know a lot of people were, were clamming for that experimentation. And this is absolutely the time to do it. I mean, yep. you could probably really put her anywhere. Somebody joked on Twitter. They might've been serious about putting uh, Emily Fox up uh, up in the top in like a striker role? I wouldn't put her at striker, but I think she could play... Like an attacking midfielder? Well, like a... Like if you, in a 4-3-3, she could play one of the three, like one of the outside three up top. Mm-hmm. Kind of like... Um, yeah. Where you see Niall play sometimes. I think yeah. she could slot into that role. Because that's really... It, that's similar to her outside back position, just like during an overlap, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's somewhere. I think she just has such a great skill set. You could, you could put her in most places and she's going to, to succeed. We just need more of her copy and paste. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have an opportunity. I mean, we're going to have some probably, like two of the top or we're for sure going to have two of the top four college draft picks and they mm-hmm. might be one. It could possibly be one in three. Yeah. And let's also not forget, and I, this keeps slipping my mind is that we had, we had selected a few players that we have to go back for their, their final year of college. Yeah, so we there's have several college players coming after this college season as well. So yeah, we, we, we quite possibly have like a nice handful more, uh, uh, more talented players coming aboard so i'm yeah. really curious and excited to to see that i also i mean it it will help to have a permanent head coach but i yeah i that, think that's a it's an important part <laughs> yeah i but during this off season i i'm still of the opinion that like the facilities and the and the stadium now that every team has come and played here so all the players in the league have had a chance to see it firsthand I, I would have to think that that is going to be helpful to racing as far as off-season oh, sure. signings and recruiting players to come here. I, I think um, especially maybe for player, well, there's no free agency, which complicates all of these, all of this, but a, another thing that hopefully the union can take care of. Wait, seriously? Um, yeah. How did I not but, know that? What? Yeah. It, Oh my I, God. I would have to hope, I, I hope that, I mean, they're working on the collective bargaining agreement right now. I, I, I would hope that part of the collective bargaining agreement is that free agency gets added. Uh, I, I wish our listeners could just see my face right now. Like, <laughs> it's not a good what? setup. It's extremely like oh anti-player God. setup basically, but <sighs> still I think players can push for trades and things. Yeah. Um, and, and like players get, like Shayna, we picked up um, as a free signing because she was put on waivers by her team. So, like, there are players that get get put on waivers and things. But I, okay. I would, I would like to think that Louisville would be a top destination for a lot of players in that situation. Yeah, and I, I think a big part of the equation as far as attracting people is like we also have to keep in mind is like the coach is going to dictate a lot of that as well as far as like the attraction. Yeah, that's why I said it. Yeah. probably gonna have to get a coach a, a full-time coach hired for for that to pay off but. yeah i mean as long as we get somebody who just doesn't who doesn't suck who's just like fine at bare minimum yeah like i think the i think the facilities can help yeah, pick up definitely. a lot of additional slack but I, but i hope they get someone who's very attractive so that's like an awesome coach and awesome facilities like yeah i want to be part of this yeah. project i don't know how online everyone else is but we've got 
like five locker rooms that are nicer than the locker room that Barcelona <laughs> uses. Oh, are you talking about that one, uh, the one thing you tweeted out? The... I'm talking about the jail cell that, that, that Barcelona took... women have to change in. Oh, they that even was home... paint the concrete walls. I thought that was <laughs> at, at, I thought that was at Atletico. I thought they were away. Oh, oh was that away? It 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 was not. Uh, <laughs> it was not acceptable, regardless. It was, yeah, it was, it was terrible. Whatever, however yeah. you look at it. But all right, we digress though. Um, okay, is is there any other comments you want to talk about either of those two matches? Again, I don't want to go through each and all the individual goals scored by the other team. I just. Yeah. I'm not in the mood to drag racing. There's no need. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a whiner. I'll compl- the, the, <laughs> pill, the, the, the PK in the Washington game was a little soft. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure the player tripped over the ball. And then mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter. They probably they should have had three goals in that game anyway. <laughs> but yeah. still, it's, if we're, maybe without that penalty kick, would have been just 2-0. Yeah, I mean, my philosophy on it is you win some of those, you lose some yeah, of them. Like so, eventually we'll we'll get one that probably I complain be about called that we'll get so, it. So yeah, yeah, I'll throw that in there. Yeah. Um, so. I guess maybe a question for you is so, so we're at with we three games left in the season for racing. What what would you like to see out of these last three games? Sort of what's our what's our near the end of the season check-in like what what are we what are we looking for in these last games what will make us happy uh, realistically so i don't know if i have any specific items i want to see but i do just want to see them keep trying different things like we like let's let's see what we have in different positions try new combinations let's continue to mix it up while we have the opportunity with to be quite honest like to be frank with little risk yeah so I don't, I don't want to see like, I don't want to see us keep rolling out the same things. I want it to continue to be mixed up, whether it's formation, personnel selection, permutation of those, like, like just, it, it needs to be something different each and every time that we go, obviously also trying to style our play against who we're, who we're lining up against, yeah. but, but, and I think we've, we've been largely seeing that though. And I expect to continue to see that. So that's my expectations. I don't have any specific items on the wish list. Yeah. But um, does, I mean, is there anything specific that you w- would like to see? So I guess specifically, I, I guess regardless of the result of the games, um, I'd like to see some more completed passes and a little bit more possession. Even if all three games are losses or losses, mm-hmm. if we see some improvement in, in the, the passing sequences, getting the ball up the field, um, especially out of the back line. Yeah. I think now is the time, uh, cause we've not played out of the back much this season. Like now's the time to get some, <laughs> get some practice in. Absolutely. Working the ball up the field, get, get those. I mean, we got a lot of young defenders, like get them some, some reps. Uh, yeah. Completing some passes and, and leading the, the and, offense and to stem from that like i would like to see let's see the team create a lot of chances like maybe they don't necessarily capitalize on them fully and score create the some goals good and whatnot, but like yeah let's 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 look dangerous let's show a little little offensive life yeah. here at the end i think that'd be a, that'd be a good objective like let's give ebony some service and and let her take a few cracks at goal yeah. so Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's talk some Louisville City. Let's talk some Swope Park Rangers. All right. You want to lead with some news first? Yeah. That, I think it'd be a yeah, pretty quick one. Yeah. yeah let's say uh, we'll we'll skip the order of operations because at post after this match, uh, Coach Danny Cruz got to announce to his team that he had been officially given the head coaching role for Louisville City. Interim coach no Woo! more. Yeah. Drop that title. I don't. I don't think anyone was surprised by that one. No, right? I so mean, that's... I I've always felt from the get go it was his to lose, and yeah. I didn't think he would do anything to lose that. I'm, he has absolutely not lost it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of his. I'm excited that he's gotten this opportunity. I was, yeah. um, I was fearful that we would eventually lose him to a head coaching opportunity. Never, I didn't really think it was going to pan out where he would become our head coach, but. Yeah. Uh, how the chips fell and so it's uh 
I mean, well, that's our win there. History shows we could still lose him to another head coaching opportunity, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I mean, to be honest, hope, you know, I'm, I'm hoping one day he shows enough success here where he's getting looks from, from higher leagues and whatnot. Just like I want to see our players go on the, to bigger and better. I wish the same for, or for the coaching staff as well, but that's looking real far ahead. Like yeah. he just, he just got our head coaching gig. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that, that he well, well earned. Continue on. Ah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I, I like realistically you could have not asked for any more out of this season mm-hmm. uh, like there's up and down there were there have been ups and downs the way there always are in yeah. all sports always but like I, they have by my by my metrics they've been pretty much top three in the league all season oh yeah so i mean let's put it this way if if I went into a coma at the beginning of the season and I just woke up and I saw, and I saw our record and he asked me who our head coach was like, I, you know, I would have assumed, Oh, it's still, you know, it's still coach Hackworth, you know, we're keeping the ship on course. We're doing our thing. If you told me it's Danny Cruz, I'm like, Whoa, I mean, not surprised. Like I didn't well, think he could I mean, do it, but said... like, it's just, it's worth <laughs> operating like at the same level. It was yeah. a weird analogy. I was trying to think on the fly. Sorry. But well, like, you get if you had if you had said okay we lost the coach second game of the season what position do you think we're in in the overall league table yeah. like that's <laughs> who's okay, gonna that's, guess third yeah that's a, that's a better way of putting it and I mean to be, to be honest maybe we had I think you know maybe an argument that we've had some unfortunate breaks especially I, with the uh, the xg against I was just looking at that data pretty heavily right before we start recording this well it's and funny everyone's always complaining that Louisville City doesn't finish we're bad finishers and we get all these good goals and we don't finish they're actually ahead of their expected goals for by like a I mean it's a goal and 1.2 goals but yeah they've, they've scored 56 they have 54.84 so they're mm. they're actually they're right. They're close to what they should have, but they're overproducing a little bit. It's the expected goals against what they've, they've typically have done very well in that, yeah. that one. They're, they're usually right at, or just below their goals against and this season. It's 32 goals given up on 22.8 expected goals. So I mean, it, you, I think, especially in this game, we're about to get into, you could argue that that was just pure oh my God, unfortunate, yeah. like other teams got absolutely on fire and it's some amazing shots that they really had no business hitting. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way. We are, we are fortunate that like, we can complain about such petty things like, Oh my gosh, like we're not like, we're not competing for, for the regular yeah. season crown or, I, you know, we're like, the, I see we're it, like the third best team and it's so damn close. Like I see it as a positive that we've, we've underperformed our goals against and have still had a great season. And yeah, I would argue moving forward, you always, if you're going to put money on it, you would expect that moving forward, they would get right at their goals against like, yeah, it, just because you underperform for periods does not mean that moving forward that continues usually. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I would, I would rather be where we're at than like if they were way above Mm. oh yeah 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 if, if they were way overperforming, i'd be i'd be uneasy i'd be like i don't know if this is super sustainable oh yeah so that's where i was going to use sustainability so yeah okay let's uh let's jump into this wild match so sporting kansas city too we have a a weird history with them is that i feel like a lot of times these matches are exciting for one reason or another either the, it, either a we kick the crap out of them like we had a 4-1 win against them early in the season those are just fun to watch or b we have wild matches so like today the day of the recording today's tuesday the 12th is the anniversary of that <laughs> eight to three farewell to slugger match which is one of my favorites and if you look behind me you'll see i have that little poster they gave out that night framed along with the program and ticket i what a fun match but so it's i would just like to we won our first championship against them too i would just like to thank my parents for that win because they were late to that game and they walked in that stadium uh with us down zero to three i I would like to think they were the good luck charm they we scored eight in a row after they arrived (laughs) so it sounds like they might have a they they got any matches recently for us 
let's uh let's well, talk now, about now this. they so, have to watch the baby during the Louisville city matches oh yeah so all right so sporting kansas city too we saw uh, a pretty pretty much the same lineup we've we've seen in the past some some items of note is that we did not have jogo mr jonathan gomez was off with the mexican u20 team with their training camp and side note like did the u.s like want him to play for him like why haven't they called him up for like anything they put him like on a list that didn't mean anything like we're gonna lose him to mexico it's so annoying i mean the u.s is very focused on um, winning their games right now are they <laughs> are they like i mean oh, let's not talk national team please yeah i was about to go on a yeah. greg berhalter rant in the nepotism <laughs> um all right so jogo not available pat mcmahon um was uh was in for it and i think this is the first time we've seen west sharpie in, in quite a few matches after he picked yep. up an injury it was good to see west west back absolutely yep so aside from that it was pretty much our standard issue lineup yep. for the most part which i'm not looking like uh good to see keller, i think keller gibson was on the injury list and that's one i didn't realize I forgot that. Yeah, forgot the, the only I was going to mention the only change is that Napo was starting in what sort of has, has usually been Tyler Gibson's spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, like when, I'm fine with that swap. <laughs> like I, when, last season, he was one of our best midfielders. So yeah, yeah I was going to say one thing I always say about Napo is I've been having a hard time trying to place him or figure him out this this season for me because I mean he had such an electric year last year and this year it hasn't been the same he's just I, he's I not he, been able to get a lot of minutes in his spot yeah. like he's been having to sort of go to other places in the field but that, that center midfield is where he shines but what i think he he brings it doesn't necessarily show up on the score sheet or on the any sort of stat line he brings a real like high work rate and it's something you really need so so in, in some regards, I think he's a little bit of a, a, a unsung hero. And it took it, me a while. It's almost like he's wasted a little situation. bit whenever he has to play out on the wing. Because when he's in the central mid, he just he just goes the whole game. He yeah. has like such a great engine. Yeah. So, so I did I did want to call that out because it took me a while to kind of figure that one out. Because I've been stewing on that for a while, trying to trying to figure out what was going on there. But anyway, so lineup, we got that uh, under control. And this match started out like, I think post-match, um, or it was in one of these like other hype videos that I put out where he's talking to team. Um, Danny Cruz is talking to team, talking about going out and attacking immediately. And this is what they did. Like they almost had several goals in the first uh, first few minutes. There were a couple couple crosses that went uh, went across beautifully. That like, had we got a good touch on them, we could have easily slotted it in the net. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a couple of those moments, but it, thankfully it didn't take long for the first goal to happen at nine minutes. Brian Ombi sends in a um, cross to Paolo De Piccolo, who just slots it in past the keeper. And well, yeah. and I, I think we've mentioned like he's just been right place. He's been very good at being in right place, right, right time and finishing off stuff. This was legitimately a great shot from him. Like yeah. he placed that perfect. Oh yeah. Well placed. He's yeah. He's such a, uh, such a top notch player. Thankful he is having a lot of the players yeah. we do. I mean, he's having a career year offensively this year. He's got eight goals. That's outstanding. Yeah, it's outstanding. I, has he had? I mean, he's he had a brace earlier. Has he had multiple braces this season? I'm trying to remember. I think he has. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's had two braces this season, if I remember right. Yeah, somebody great, will let us know. For great for Paolo. Pella's had the freedom to move forward a little bit. He's yeah. been playing a little less, more attacking midfielder and less defensive midfielder, and he's really done well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so good on him. He got on the score sheet first. Um, after that, I feel like the match kind of started to settle in a bit, and it's where Kansas City too were able to to hold their own a little bit more. Um, not necessarily succeeding, but weathering the storm. Yeah. It was at the 29th minute. It was, it was a sequence where Brian Ombi was using speed to chase down the ball. And the goalkeeper kind of came off his line to dive to get it. But Ombi, like, I think, barely got a touch on it first. And the goalkeeper kind of took his legs out. And they quickly called a, a PK on there. The, yep. the KC goalie was 
looked like absolutely stunned that that was called but i, I, I don't know why he was stunned he, yeah i know he, had, he could feel his hands <laughs> he, yeah, know, uh, he knows he got all, all boot i know sometimes they try to play up to get the other call there but he seemed yeah. pretty it seemed pretty genuine either way like it was a fair call cameron lancaster steps up to the line and did we ever have any doubt no. i mean i think the goalkeeper should consider himself lucky that a card didn't come out yeah because um, there was only was the last one back there was no one else yeah yeah so, so. it was uh you know it was a good sequence so we went up two nil early so yeah it's pretty nice um the rest of the half kansas city i'd say you say they they kind of weathered the storm they started to kind of get in the match a little bit more beyond that point is that fair to say yeah a little bit a little bit i, you know, I don't want to give them too much credit but a little bit where um they got their first goal of the night. Another what was, stoppage what time, time was goal. it? Was it stoppage time? Yeah, I was going to verify yeah, that. It was a 45 plus one minute. Yep. And as another, it was kind of a, was, I, I describe it as a low probability shot. Uh, well, and another one of those sequences where I think two Louisville City players got a foot on the ball and it bounced around and it is a uh, Michigalusa um, had the pass, but he, he almost got the ball knocked away from him twice it stayed at his feet for a little bit he passed it to the top of the box and then just an incredible finish from davis off of what really was not that great of a chance yeah yeah, yeah he, they he just that, put it right in the nothing. corner yep something for nothing so that was a, a stinky way to close out the the half we're still two one though yeah but it changes your your team talk going on there and i feel like we've been a been a second half team so you know you're optimistic that they're going to come out and what and a second half this one was yeah yeah so it began with uh hope and swahe came off and jimmy mclaughlin and west sharpie came in the match so again very excited to see west back out there and uh and healthy and ready to play um let's see here about at the 54th minute i think there was kind of a a close call with uh with paulo getting the ball to to cameron lancaster uh, who who got a shot off that was a little a little wide of the net yeah and then i think it was a few minutes after that was that yeah that was where sporting can we got another offensive sequence where cam got a real close like he was like he was like what feet in front of the goal he was like right he there right and we had and it, we had a couple very close check chances in yeah that, it, was a, it was a hectic in that lead up there. in the second half yeah uh-huh. And he, he had, a, it was a hard, he was close and it was a hard shot, but that keeper, man, that was one of the more acrobatic saves that I've seen this season. G- yeah. It was Jimmy, Jimmy McLaughlin had a, had a shot. I think it was, I think that's the sequence you're talking about. Um, was it Jimmy? I'm sorry. I thought it was Cam there. Yeah. It was, I think it was Jimmy like near the penalty mark and and McIntosh, their keeper, had to fully lay out to, yeah. to, to stop it. Uh, yeah, I think, if I remember correctly, I thought I remembered seeing a 20 on the back, So, okay. which would be yeah, Jimmy's I just, number. I, I just, I guess I kind of just put Cam in, in there as default. But either way, it was like a fantastic save. And we were, yeah. I think we were pretty unlucky to have not scored with that one. So, you know, props to the keeper for for uh, for keeping his team afloat. Yeah, he there had to fully lay out to get to that one. Yeah. It was wild. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we kept having more and more chances. 65th minute, uh, they missed the header, allowing um, OMB to get the ball in a dangerous spot and, and you know, send it over and missed connecting with Cam. So a lot of, a lot of close calls there. Then at set, the 70th minute, now McCabe came into the match for, uh, for Paulo to Piccolo, swapping out the uh, captain's armband. And they might get their Nile shirts. Yeah. Yeah, did you like that shirt? I love that shirt. I'm I'm gonna order one. Well, it is, I it is a I, I gave like it that. to some people for gift lists. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I loved it. Um, but yeah, anyway, that stadium prince. He does some cool work. I like their stuff. We need. Right. I feel like Nile deserves more love. He's the last one yet oh left God. that's been here since the start. He's our yeah. It's a legend. Absolutely. He's, he's Mister Louisville City to me. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite player because there's a lot of great ones, but I, I'd probably have to give him the crown of my favorite. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Zach, do you want to walk people through the final 10 minutes? 
because yeah. things get real spicy. So yeah, that, we waited. We waited. Real for, spicy. <laughs> everything happens in the starting in the eighty fourth minute. Yeah, I. Uh, um, another uh, another outside the box goal for Davis. Um, can you help me? I I forgot the build up to this one. Um, I feel like they were just kind of. Um, they were kind of poking around like we were yeah, just like, like, he was keeping not, it going in. It was yeah, just he was kind of like, deep. F it, we'll try it. And they yeah. made it. It was a great shot. It was a free yeah, another just straight to the corner. Yeah. Um, well placed outside the box shot. That uh, I think in we the, had mentioned, I mentioned when we were talking before the we recorded that this the this from the sporting Kansas City standpoint, this game felt like like one of those basketball games where you play a team that's not a very good three-point shooting game and they hit like 60 percent of their threes <laughs> in that game yeah it wasn't but so much like they just uh, it wasn't yeah. so much us having a bad defensive night but more so them just playing out of their minds for a lack yeah, of better they, term they had three shots that would have been the best shot in any other game <laughs> they played yeah it was um, it was silly yeah. so that uh that that's when it tied things up 2-2, right? Yeah, yeah. one tied it 2-2. Yeah. And then 85th minute, which, yeah, it's um, – my dad was saying he, do, he doesn't even understand how they got it back up the field that quick. Oh, my God. It was insane. Yeah. Just essentially back-to-back goals. Uh, uh, this one, let's see, the third goal was the only one that was a little bit of a defensive misstep from um oscar that sort of led to the man he was on getting the ball i think he went up for he went up for a header to get the ball and missed it if i remember correctly yeah um he man, i mean just, he, he 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 had like an he recovered well he I, he had a couple moments in that match where he just I don't know if it was rust or just a little bit of an off night as far as anyway, the they didn't get a goes. great yeah. shot of it. It was still an outside the oh, box shot, but still yeah, the third goal. Yeah. So uh, now all of a sudden they have the lead. Yikes. Yep. Now we're, now it's the 85th minute and Louisville's down two, three. <laughs> uh, so I think that's right after that goal is when Abdu checked in for Napo. And this is what the only the second time we've seen him this season, he came on or, um, is a sub late in another match, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, he, he's he subbed on. He got hurt in preseason, um, I think. So yeah. um, he 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 has struggled to get back in the, the, this year. The, I think the coaching staff was mentioned that he's worked really hard this year to recover from, from that injury. So it's great like to see him, him getting minutes and also great to see him make the play he made. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cause only, it was only three minutes after he checked in. Um, he had the ball kind of in the, uh, upper corner of the box mm-hmm. and made a good move, got just a little bit of space, turned and fired it sort of near the back post on the ground. Um, and Oscar ran in, just tapped it in from right in front of the goal. It was an awkward angle though. So it wasn't as, it wasn't as like clean like easy of a head it was a, it was a yeah, weird angle but he for did, me he this one was it. like the uh it was the reverse of the jim mclaughlin shot in the last one where yeah he had he got the assist on that i was like i'm not sure if he was shooting for back post or trying to pass it mm-hmm. uh, i think he might have been shooting yeah i'm not po- i'm not positive yeah but i mean either way either way it worked out great great ball in from him um and great to is, see him contribute right after checking in yeah, it is worth noting that both of them had some long-term injuries this season, and they were yeah. both part of that play. So that was special and a great way to tie things up 3-3 at, what, the 88th minute, I think we said? 88th minute, yeah. Um, so then at that point, I'm like, well, I'm not happy with a draw against Sporting Kansas City, but, like, very happy to see them tie it up. Um, <laughs> and then... Four minutes into the three-minute stoppage time, <laughs> we got goal number four. You wanna you wanna talk about this one? The set piece yeah, goal, set, right? Yeah, it was a set piece goal. I mean, it, it just it just hit the the ninety fourth minute, right when when now is taking a a free kick from 
kind of like at the, the edge of the curl final third, on that free like, kick yeah. in the replay. Oh my god, the bend on that thing! It was a just beautiful rainbow. So that's, I mean, that's the most like apt way of saying he whipped it in. He whipped it into um, towards uh, the um, near the far post area. Brian Ombi used his uh, used his dome to head it down. A camera Lancaster. He's so good at that. He he has had so many of those on the back post, head it back to someone for a shot. Um, balls this season. Yeah. Yeah. In so he got it down and cam kind of a very awkward angle i kind of used this foot like a baseball bat that's a kind of good way of describing the <laughs> angle he hit that um the slugger it, flashbacks for a second yeah right and he and he and he hit it in and the stadium was in pandemonium it was like it wow what a, what, a, what a moment like a pretty much a buzzer beater for i mean as, as much as there can be one in soccer so absolute scenes i I didn't have. I wasn't. Can you? Can yes. you imagine how loud it's get when we? How loud it's gonna get when we get something like that in the playoffs when there's fifty thousand people there? Oh my god, that's the dream. That is the dream. Because it was super loud, and we still have space for five thousand more people that were there <laughs> that night. So I, uh, I was unable to attend the match, but I was able to watch it that evening, and I made. And I'm so glad I did this. I, I turned, I was traveling. And so I turned off my phone because I'm like, I'm going to be stupid. I'm going to look at Twitter and I'm going to see the score. Fop Mops going to send me a notification or something. So I turned off my phone. I never do that. And I went home and I turned on ESPN plus and I got to watch the match. So I got to watch it without expect, without knowing the score <laughs> and what happened. So I got to feel the, the same emotions. And when I, cause if I knew the score I'm going to, it would have really ruined it for me, but going in, like I'm lucky. I, cause I was watching it like late at night. It was almost like one o'clock. And yeah. I'm I'm really fortunate that I didn't wake my wife up who had to work <laughs> over the weekend. Very very fortunate, very blessed that I didn't do that. So it was it's insane. And then I turned on my phone, and then my brother-in-law texted me like, "Oh my god, like four to three. And I would have I would have been very mad if I saw that beforehand. Yeah, he had no just way of an knowing. insane. Yeah. Uh, all of all of all of this happened in ten minutes. Oh, it was, like, it was just insane. an insane sequence. I, I remember when Oscars were his goal. I was free. I was freaking out from that. I didn't even know there was going to be an even bigger, bigger yeah. surprise, another bigger twist at the end. There, man. I'm I'm watching the. I keep watching the diff right now. That final goal and then the the ensuing celebration and pandemonium. Gosh, I want to frame ah. it like you know Hogwarts has the moving pictures. <laughs> I went that. Something about the ninety fourth minute. It's magic, wasn't the uh, Opano goal ninety fourth minute as well? Yep. And also uh, another fun fact is the farewell to Slugger match that we mentioned back in twenty nineteen. That eight to three match was also another breast cancer awareness kit night. Yeah, we had, is we have breast here. cancer awareness nights. Yeah. Right. I uh, good cause and good memories <laughs> on the pitch. I liked this one. I like this breast awareness kit more than the last one yeah i thought it was cool the way they did the design with the inside of the crest i would like to have seen that pattern all over the jersey instead of just on the front bingo yeah bingo i would have i would have i would have bought it if that if that was the case if that pattern is everywhere instead of just the front of the jersey then like that's that's a that's a must purchase for me oh but i do want to i do want to shout the club that all of the proceeds for that were going towards a charitable causes and so for that fact alone i've almost bought one um, I mean, I still, still quite possibly could. I'm, I'm dumb. I'll, I buy all the stuff. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but that fact, I thought that was, that was outstanding. They're doing that, and I think even on the NWSL side, they have like a protect the players shirt with all the, uh, all the money for that going to a yep. charitable cause. So I'm glad that they, I'm glad they're doing stuff like that. It, it, it means a lot, and, and I'm very happy about that. So, I'm clapping, bravo. All right. Zach, I want you to I want you to bitch about the XG for this one. I know you're really excited to talk. Oh, about I it. mean, I mentioned it in the. It, it's just like they their chances were like what was what was the XG making for, one, for, the, for the match? What was the whole? What were the total XGs? Uh, two point six six for Louisville, uh, and point five for point five. They would they would have been fortunate to make one of the three of those goals that they scored like point five um, wow yeah it makes me feel 
good that it wasn't so much like a defensive well, issue more so as like a freak freak plays plural here, here's the thing like i i think i take away from that feeling better about the team because yeah they basically the part of a shot that's out of your hands is where the shooter places it like you can play defense you can make and take it from a back bad position but the shooter places it where he places it that's it that is like if you think of your sphere of influence you're like your realm of things you can control that's out of your control and Mm -hmm. they had that aspect of the game break as bad for them as it could possibly have broke and they still Mm -hmm. won that game like the they scored two and a half more goals than they should have and Louisville still won that game so I I feel good about that and the resilience the perseverance of the team it would have been so easy to give up if you blow, like if you I'm going to use air quotes here blow blow yeah. that lead and you have an excuse like we played solid defense they hit some good shots but they like they didn't yeah they didn't just lay down and quit um so yeah I I actually feel good going coming out of a game like that um, yeah and I mean I'm I'm the kind of downer that like when Louisville Racing have a game where they hit a couple really impressive shots but didn't create a lot of good chances i'm like i'm feeling bad moving forward <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it was it was a wild one is it is it fair to call it the most exciting match this season thus far oh let me is think. there is there any more exciting ones than that i feel like i mean hartford was pretty fun but i don't that think it was Tulsa it, that game where they scored three in like the first 20 minutes or the the one with the olympico goal yeah, from that, lancaster I mean, that, that was pretty that fun was pretty too. Good. I don't know if it trumps this one though. Yeah. I I would say if the opening 10 minutes of that game had been the last 10 minutes of the game, it would have put it up. It's just the order the yeah. events happened in. Oh, for on sure. That one. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's totally part of the equation. Yeah. That's that was so, part of the magic of uh Hopino's goal in the playoff against uh Indy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely for sure the best finish of any game this season. <laughs> oh yeah. Very, uh, that'll be another another memorable match, one we're not going to forget well, anytime soon. I, I, because I mentioned it in racing, as far as like the like the five game rolling averages, like Louisville has really, um, Louisville City is really everything's coming together now, right at the time where you want it to. Like, yep. My my thing is, I always want to see them averaging two goals for and one goal against. You want to be two plus and one minus like mm-hmm. you're in there you're you're good that's championship level yeah um last five games this season they've uh 2.2 4.76 against and expected goals and 2.2 uh, sorry 2.02 expected goals 2.2 goals and one goal against so everything yeah right their on expected track. goals and their goals scored are right close to each other and they're both where you want to see them yeah. right now. So, and excellent. We uh, we got the Birmingham Legion nipping right on our heels. We got we got two points on them. Thankfully, well, we have and with the goal differential advantage if it comes to it. But got a result they needed over the weekend because um, Tampa lost to um, Pittsburgh over the weekend. So, well, th- thank you, Riverhounds. They need three losses from Tampa, and they got one of them this weekend, basically. There we go. It's yeah, so. It's pretty awesome how, uh, well, awesome is one word to describe it. Uh, how crazy it's going to be, like the, these these final few games, and how important they're going to be. Like yeah, we got, I, yeah, we have the playoffs locked up. Yeah, we have the first round of the playoffs at home locked up, but there's still a lot to play for. It, it's hard not to imagine something is going to be on the line for that Birmingham game last oh, game of the yeah. season. Last game that season, that's it. That's that's going to be a big one no matter what. And because that's a know. six point game against the team that's right behind them. So I'm gonna look at the schedule. I gotta ask the wife if I'm doing anything October 30th because maybe I'll go to Alabama. I'd like to. I would love to go down to Alabama. How long? It's like four hour drive to Birmingham. Five. Yeah. Four, something five like hours. that. Yeah. Hey, if I'm if I'm available and you're you're available, we can talk offline and maybe make this thing happen because I'm interested. But 
the wife is the keeper of the schedule and I'm not very good at remembering these things. And you're going to have to drive because that's, that's fine. That is way outside my electric cars range. That's fine. I can do that. All right. Either <laughs> way though, we, we have a fun conclusion of the season coming up and I'm not only do I want, want the team to win and do well, like for the sake of how we finish the regular season, but arguably more so is I want the momentum. I yep. want the positive we'll feelings it, keep it and the going in. Yes. Rolling. Let's keep I mean, that's it, why it's keep it moving. I think it's a good that they've got stuff to play for still. Like everything's oh, yeah. not wrapped up. Like they, they have reasons to keep the, keep the momentum going, moving yep. and going into the playoffs, which I think is helpful. Yeah, no, I, I so I, I'm, I'm happy where, where things are. If they, if they keep focused, keep taking things one game at a time. Yep. I'd almost I'd almost categorize it as ours to lose. I think it's closer than that than that sounds, but I think you get where I'm going with that, right? Yep. Yeah. So. <sighs> Covered a lot of ground. Yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff this week. A lot of some highs, a lot of lows. Some yeah, positives, mixture stuff, but uh, there there are things to play for on both sides of the ball, both the racing level and. Uh, Little city. Oh, one thing we didn't mention with the racing little thing is that Miss Carly Lloyd on t- took to Twitter and confirmed that she will be at our makeup match late this season. So she's coming to Louisville. I know there's a lot of fear going around that she wouldn't make the trip. Yep. But according That'd to be tweet, a good one. Oh, do we get a date for that yet? I haven't. I hadn't it's like the, it's like October twenty eighth or something. Okay. I don't know if Fop Mobs updated it yet, but it's it's something like that because then I think yeah. we go up there like two days later and play them again. It's weird. Yeah, but you do, you do what you got to do. So. All right, I'm I'm all out of material. Got nothing else to talk about. You got anything? Do we miss I'm anything? Out of juice. Out of juice. I feel you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in and listening to us talk about our beloved teams, Racing Louisville and Louisville City. We appreciate it. Sad that the season is winding down, but excited for the remainder of the season and for Louisville City, the postseason. Still a lot of talk about, a lot to review. Thanks again for listening. Thanks, State of Louisville, for hosting us. I'm Benton Newman. You can find me on the Twitter at PurpleSDF. And I am Zach Allen Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Zach W. Allen. Go follow this man. He puts out real cool looking visuals every once in a while. He's got some, some usually inaccurate predictions. <laughs> we haven't done that recently. We got to, all right, we got to predict. Let's, let's do this one. So, all right, we play Memphis as of the time. I don't even know if it's going to come, if this is going to drop before this uh, match, but tomorrow we, is we Memphis play, depending on how quick this episode gets edited we play Memphis either the day you're listening to this or yesterday all right let's so so people can make fun of us because they're going to hear it and already know the results what do you think that's uh what's the score of that match going to be uh, I'm gonna say that's a way at Memphis Memphis is bad but not super bad just like a little bad uh I say 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one Louisville 3-1 Louisville send it Let's find out. We'll find out. Hopefully we're right. If you're listening to us, one of us, maybe, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if we were both wrong and it was like five, six, one. I, I would love it if we were. Wait, even in your delighted for us to be wrong, it's not a shutout. <laughs> I would I would like for us to be wrong and it's a shutout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I want us to score a lot of goals. Score some pretty miraculous one. Let's make the whole thing a highlight reel. Let's make that I would match like us, more exciting than the sport Kansas City one. I would like to see us score two more goals than they score. That's fair. We'll go with that. All right. We'll find out tomorrow. Well, 24 hours from now, we'll know. Or yesterday for you for guys. Us. We're confusing people with all of us talking about this time proximity. Yeah, we need to not mention when we're recording. Yeah, it is, it is Tuesday for context, people. All right, we'll stop yammering. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Take care. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Later, y'all. Thank you.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.